2: Welcome back to Wanna Be, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. I'm Imrielle Morgan, the founder of Content is Queen, a podcast agency and club for ambitious podcasters with phenomenal tastes, high expectations, and a desire to sound as good as I do right now. Both of our studios are now open for business, so please do head to contentisqueen.org to check out the membership options. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. WannaBe's focus is to help you take consistent action to build a successful life and career in the creative and entertainment industries. Today, I'm back with three inspiring guests who are going to help you reimagine your life and your purpose, make gratitude part of your daily practice, and press pause on overworking. Let's get into it. Today's guest is Robert Hartwell, the founder and artistic director of the Broadway Collective, where he is training the next generation of Broadway artists. Robert's credits include Motel the Musical and the Tony Award winning revival of Hello Dolly, starring Bette Midler. Oh my God. In this episode, your cup will be overflowing because Robert is so full of wisdom and gratitude that you cannot help but benefit from his light. This conversation will help you realign your goals and actions with your purpose, deal with adversity and develop enviable discipline. Let's go. Who did you want to be before you became who you are today and why? I wanted to be Oprah because,
1: yes, she was that person that allowed everyone to feel seen And had a way of also doing it all. Like, I was fascinated by her as a kid because at a young age, someone told me, oh, Robert, you need to choose one career path. But I saw Mm. her and I thought, okay, this person's a TV host, a TV producer, a actor, a author. And I was like, oh, no, you can absolutely do it all. So I oh, I totally wanted to be Oprah. (laughs) You know
2: what? That is probably, that makes sense. I feel like I also (laughs) wanted to be Oprah. Like she does do it all. I remember watching something about her. She's like, I was just so fed by my work. Like it didn't drain me. It energized me that I just didn't feel like I needed to sleep or rest. I just thought that was so interesting because it's almost like she didn't burn out fully while she was living in her purpose and I thought that's so different from what we hear about like don't burn yourself out don't push yourself too hard but like what if it energizes you what if that fuels you I'm I'm curious to know what you think about that
1: absolutely I think if you're always coming from a place of service that the universe always then feeds you back right so Mm. even like watching some of the trials and things that she's gone through I mean and I don't know her yet, but to see <laughs> from like a bird's eye view of like, oh, wow, she just kept going, but was able to do it. Like, yes, you have an incredible team, but also because you're coming from a place of truly wanting to help people. And I think when you do that, the universe always has your back in that way.
2: Yes, I amen, I agree. And you have been giving back for quite some time. Like you built the Broadway Collective, which is just one, incredibly beautiful to look at, but also just this incredible platform. And I had listened to a couple of your interviews before I asked you onto the show, because I was like, who is this man? I need to learn everything. Because I thought your work was just so phenomenal and how you speak about it. And this idea of giving back and being of service and wanting to create the next generation and build them up and uplift them. But in this very holistic way, I found truly inspiring and actually just vibed with me on that level because that's kind of what i would like to do with podcasters and storytelling and getting people to just share and build and grow and have equitable space on this planet so yeah i would love to know how you know where does that come from where does the need to give and that drive to give and be of service come from for you
1: well first Imrielle, i'd love to say that you already are doing it like your work just speaks for itself and again I'm just honored to be here Um, (laughs) but I have to tell you I think it comes from my family and how they raised my brother and my sister and I with the core value that anything that you're given in life is a gift and yes you should enjoy it for yourself but that you should also share your gifts with others, right? And so when I got the opportunity to move to New York City and have a 10-year career on Broadway, yes, that was wonderful. And yes, it was incredible, but I knew it was a gift that didn't belong to me, right? And you can feel in moments in your life when it's time to give the gift back. And so I've just always felt like, oh, wow, this is the most incredible ride ever, like getting to perform and getting to like go to opening nights and getting to go to the Tony Awards, it's so great. But you're getting all of those blessings because there is a young person who wants those things, but you as the receiver of that gift, you want their experience to be lighter and leaner and more momentum filled than your journey was. So if I can share something with them, that helps that happen. That makes me go, okay, I'm doing what my parents taught me to do.
2: Yeah, that's so nice. It made me think about the fact that the mantra of paying it forward has been on the top of my mind for 2021. I I just cannot shake like, we need to pay it forward. I need to pay it forward. I need to give back it the next generation's load needs to be lighter. (laughs) However I make that happen, it just needs to be lighter. It cannot be this difficult. Like, there should not be the first to do X and the first to do Y anymore. Like, it can't be this. This can't be their, their mission. And, of course, we live in this world, so it's going to be, unfortunately. But we have to just do something. So, yeah, I really... I really applaud you that you've managed to not only take that lesson from childhood and then carry it forward, but you're now like living and breathing that. And what's the response been like? What's the reception been like for you?
1: You know what? I'll start with something physical. There's not a week that goes by, actually. One just came yesterday that like a beautiful thank you card from a student or a parent Mm -hmm. doesn't come To our office, right? And so to see people, one, not only start to get the wins that they like declared on a piece of paper when they started working with you, but to also come back and to say thank you, like that is the ultimate gift, you know? Yeah. And because you do get the opportunity to talk to so many people who are working to create access and working to create a livelihood for themselves. The reality is it has allowed me the opportunity to never go hungry one night in this city, you know? Nice. New York's a
2: tough city. New York's a tough (laughs) city.
1: And I know that that's like not everyone's story. And so I say that with grace and humility, but truly with, with a lot of gratitude
2: Mm. No, that's fair enough. I've I've been to New York, and it <laughs> has every time I've gone, it has taken all of my money. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. She's <laughs> she is so
1: rude. She's so you're like um, excuse me.
2: <laughs> no, I I really love that what you said about having gratitude for the opportunities that's come to you. But I also think, like you said earlier, it's like this act of service, always giving back, and always feeling like you get, Yeah, I guess it's that idea of having a sense of duty to others that you will always be fed eventually or the rewards will come. Mm. And I love that that idea. But what I said about duty, I wrote that down as this word of like, do you see it as a sense of duty? And do you see it as something that you are called and meant to do? Or is it something that you work at and try hard to do? And it's something that you have to put effort into? Because I think that that's quite an interesting distinction oh. that some people need to make. <laughs>
1: you get it all up in my business. (laughs) I love it. I love that so much. So here's the thing. One, you so rude and I love it. Um, Just getting (laughs) right to the heart of the question. I love it. I really, I really love it. It's fantastic. I have to say it's absolutely a calling, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and I tell our students a lot of times, I'm like, you'll feel really good about something and then you'll feel the calling and like the nature of then how you move through life just changes after that. So real talk, last night we are in the middle of a new launch for our summer program and it had to take a huge pivot because of, you know, this thing that we're all living through right now. Sure. And yeah. I usually end work every night at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Well, last night it was 5:30 a.m Eastern oh, wow. time like when I got done. Now don't no, trust me, I have never sat at my desk that long before in my life, but I have to tell you, I was in such peace last night sitting here at my desk because I was like, I feel like this is the closest I can get to God on earth.
2: Oh wow! Like that's a beautiful feeling.
1: No, I mean that. Like, is it wild to be sitting at your desk? Like, I could not feel my butt. It like (laughs) completely numbed out. But I was like, this is so much bigger than me, Mm -hmm. you know. And I do believe that it is temporary risk for long term reward that is connected to again something so much bigger than than you so yes it definitely feels like a calling and not a duty or something that I've chosen but that it's chosen me
2: that's fair enough I think that's quite nice because then it as you say you get into that flow state of it it doesn't feel like work and for some people it does and that's fine too like that's okay some people do have to work at things but it's nice when it it feels natural and you know you're doing the exact thing Did you envisage that for your life? Has this always been the path you're on now? Has that been the path that you envisaged being on? Or actually, was it quite different?
1: It was quite different, yet quite so the same. So quite different in the sense that... If you would have asked me while I was in college, what are you going to be doing when you're 30 years old or 40 years old or 50? I would say, oh, I'm going to be performing on Broadway. I had no idea that at 28 years old, I'd start to think about walking away from this thing that I had worked so hard for and go out on my own. Like, I don't have a business degree. Like, I do, Like what? <laughs> yeah. you, you know? Um, but... When I think about it though, Emriel, it's like, do I have a business degree? No. But have I been an entrepreneur my entire life? Yes, because my mom was a single mom. And so to go to these musical theater summer programs and to go to the dance classes and acting classes that I needed, I had to raise money, right? So yeah. it's always been in my DNA, in my blood that Money does not have the final say, but my footwork does, right? Mm. And so it's just like, how hard are you going to get out here and do the work to make it happen for yourself? So... I do think it's like completely different. I would be like, wait, I'm going to be a business owner and like, (laughs) quote unquote, manage people, LOL. Um, But (laughs) if you would say like, no, no, you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to be figuring things out on the fly and just making more decisions with less and less information, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I've been doing that since seven.
2: Yeah. That's so nice, though. I love when people become accidental entrepreneurs. I definitely can empathize and relate to Mm -hmm. just realizing it's time to step back and actually really think about what do I want to do? Yes. I want want people to tell their stories. We need to change the world. Stories change the world. How do I do my part in that? And so yeah, I can definitely understand that. The urge becomes so strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, definitely, if you ask me, like, what were you going to do when you grew up in real? Definitely wasn't going to be that. It was going to be like doctor and studying CSI level, like body stuff. It was very different. Yeah. So I love that. But in a way, like you're doing that.
1: You are CSI investigating lives <laughs> right now. Like you literally just got <laughs> all up in my evening like two minutes ago. <laughs> so yes, you are doing that. The platform is just a little different.
2: Okay. So I was thinking, you probably already invest a lot of time and energy into your skincare, healthcare, health care and hair care, but what about your brain care? Why prioritise what's on your head over what's in your head? I was recently introduced to the Brain Care Podcast, which is dedicated to helping you care for your most important organ. Hosted by Dan Murray-Serta, co-founder of Heights, a brain care company, you'll learn about how to optimise your brain health and mental well-being through a series of bite-sized interviews, all between just five and 15 minutes with the world's leading scientists and experts. Dan interviews brilliant brains like Stephen Fry, Jay Shetty, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee and Dame Kelly Holmes to name a few. So go to your podcast player of choice, the one that you're listening to right now also works and search for brain care to start improving your brain today. We'll come back to Robert in a few minutes. I want you to get to know Sebastian Thiel, who is an incredible filmmaker and emerging director. Sebastian recently directed the BBC3 show Dreaming Whilst Black. Here he is with a quick message for you. Hey, what's up? My name's Sebastian Thiel. I'm a filmmaker. And right now, what I'm currently working on improving right now in my life is learning how to live a life completely happy without external things bothering me so things that I can't control and a book I would recommend that actually probably teaches this or helps with this is called Inner Engineering by Sadhguru and um, I think it's an amazing book that explores what it's like to delve deeper into yourself so that is a book I would highly recommend and is currently supporting my growth so yeah Oh my God, I love that he said this today. So much has been beyond our control and I know I've been losing my mind and stressing out about things beyond my control. This is definitely the reminder I needed and I hope it serves you well too. You can learn more about Sebastian's work by following him at Sebastian Teal on Twitter and Instagram. Now, back to the fabulous Robert. I really want to know about the walking away from Broadway because even though you've walked away you're still in it but you're not like in it in the same ways but what was the thing that made you feel like actually I need to tread a new path now like what was the thing that happened was it one thing or was it a series of several moments that led to that
1: yeah so when we opened the company in 2016 I knew that I really wanted us to have a summer program, right? And we opened in the fall. But I knew that that was going to take a little time to build up to that. So when we finally did our first summer program in 2017, I believe it was, it was the first time that I had students with me for an entire week because at the time we would only ever see students for one day. You know, I'd fly to Chicago and work with students for six hours and then work online with them for the rest of the year. But this was like a concentrated one week, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., Monday through Sunday with them and their parents. But what was cool was that at the same time that we were doing that summer program, I was performing in Hello, Dolly! on Broadway. So the students, I would spend my entire morning and afternoon with them, and then I'd run to the theater and go do my show.
0: But what
1: I realized was that as I was at the show... I was thinking about my students and I was thinking about, are they okay? I miss them. You know, I had chaperones to like take care of them, do all the other evening activities and things. But a turning point for me was halfway throughout the week, my mom and I did a parents session with the parents and we're sitting in this studio, a rehearsal studio in the city. And The parents were just looking at me like, I don't know if you know, but what you're doing is different. And Mm. not only are children's lives being changed right now, our lives are being changed. And it was like they were ministering into my spirit and giving me permission because they didn't even know that I was starting to grapple with, am I about to not do eight shows a week on Broadway anymore right now, you know, because i have been juggling it for a couple of years of running the company plus doing that. But seeing those parents, because it's one thing to have the support of students, right? Like, I love my kids. But for them to give me permission to say, hey, what you're feeling is real and this transformational energy that we're feeling is real, that's when I knew I'm going to miss the next calling on my life if I don't step forward in faith and do this thing full time. So it just felt so natural. Yes, it was scary, but it took some time. But when I saw them see me, it was a wrap.
2: Wow, that's lovely, though. Having that validation. We need this. We want this. We want you to do this. What you're doing is special and needed. That's there's no better feeling, surely. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, congratulations and well done. Thank you so much. I would love to know what great looks like for you right now in this, this lane that you're in, this moment in your life. What is great? It looks like expanding family. And I think that
1: goes many ways as far mm-hmm. as expanding our team. You know, like we're a team that, works really hard, but really stands with our mission. And great looks like taking care of them. Great looks like making sure that they have the tools that they need to succeed, not only here at this company, but as they journey on into life. I would also say great looks like love. And I think so many of us, especially those of us that are single that have spent the pandemic living alone in our singlehood you're ready for that level of expansion. So it's family and it's love, and it's just, it's faithfulness as well to just continue to trust this moment and know that it is not meant for your harm, but that it's all coming together. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
2: Wonderful. Can you describe a moment that felt challenging or difficult for you? I think a recent business thing that happened. Go for it then.
1: So during the pandemic, our business really grew. It doubled actually. Because we're an online company, right? Online education is what we do. And so we were very grateful for that. But our student numbers doubled, but our team didn't double, right? So we were just working double, triple, quadruple overtime. And what ended up happening is at the beginning of this year, we were going into January. And we have a very small team. There are 16 members. And three of them put in their notice Ah. at the top of the year. And when you're a tiny team and you're a tiny family, it felt so personal. But we also knew that, one, we loved each other. And that there was no bad blood and there was no malice and there was no, you did this to me or it it was none of that. But what it did was it was the most inconvenient situation (laughs) at the most inconvenient time. But that breaking was our breakthrough because Mm. had they not left, we would have just ran through this year exactly like we ran through last year. Really, trying to make it work every day with six people. So when they left, I was heartbroken because that was like my family that got me through the pandemic. Like we did a lot together last year, right? But what it did was set us up to now welcome, we've welcomed like 12 new team members in the past like three months. But had that not happened, you know, like allow... The breaking to be the breakthrough, Um, because I thought at the beginning of January, I was like, oh, goodness, this is (laughs) over. This is over. But it wasn't actually. It really was just beginning, right? Like their new path was just beginning. They took a leap of faith and did something that felt new to them. And then it gave those of us that were still here at the company a moment to reimagine and see a bigger possibility for ourselves you know and so it's been quite a journey but I am I look at these new team members and I'm like wow that would have never happened had something pretty sad not sparked all of it to happen.
2: Yeah that's so wonderful I love your mindset because it is about seeing the silver linings and finding the positives in these very challenging and trying things because I think I I would definitely be heartbroken if my team just left. One of them was like teetering on the edge for a second. and I was like, what will I do? Yeah. But like that fear, I kind of look at fear as this kind of like GPS navigation of, yes. well, it means we're about to enter something exciting and new and different. And it's another opportunity. So it is just as much as it's not great in that moment and like you said it's inconvenience like inconvenience will stop us doing a lot of things more than fear will i think sometimes like no question (laughs) no question yeah like people really sleep on how just being inconvenienced will stop you from doing certain things (laughs) yes so I really love that use of that word because that that is just the, the essence of it. It's like, this is not a great timing, guys. <laughs> like, could you leave in like six months or yeah. 12 so I can plan?
1: <laughs> it was like, nope. But you know, that was the best part though. <laughs> it was so like, welcome to 2021. It was, yeah. you know,
2: here we are. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I would love to know what you're working on improving right now going forward. Absolutely balance. And
1: finding time to step away and enjoy life outside of work. And I think it is, not I think, I know it's pretty difficult when you really love what you do. That it's so easy to sit at the computer all night and truly feel like you've just been fed. But last weekend was the first weekend in quite some time that I... I literally unplugged from the back of my desktop. Like I I like unplugged the power strip. I was like, we are taking the entire weekend off. I put in a way I I put like my vacation responder on from Friday to Monday. Actually, I had a friend reach out and they were like, are you okay?" And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And she's like, you should be proud of me. Like send me flowers. Like this is amazing. I'm taking time off. So what am I working on is balance and space for taking care of myself you know Mm -mm. because you can't show up to pour out if you're not pouring
2: in oh thanks for saying that because I needed to hear that today (laughs) I have definitely been doing the overtime and I'm like the thought of even just unplugging the desktop just gives me anxiety of like I'm gonna miss something something's going to happen the world will come crashing down but that's never the case like it kind of just keeps going (laughs) they're
1: going to be fine because you know what they're going to do they're going to send you an email that says circling back in and you will get to it when you get to it (laughs) exactly
2: (laughs) thank you so much robert this has been enriching can people from anywhere be a part of broadway collective they is that...
1: can that's yes. actually something that's been really special during the pandemic is that it's grown you know so we have students in australia and japan Amazing. like literally all over the world now so students and anyone that wants to learn and connect with broadway performers can as long as you have wi-fi I got yes. you.
2: Yes, okay. <laughs> I love that. I'm definitely going to be plugging this everywhere. So thank you so much for, one, doing the work that you do and just being a, a complete inspiration. But how full is your cup right now? Just so much joy coming from robert i was living for it for anyone interested in getting into the theater i highly recommend following robert at sir robert takes pics and do check out the broadway collective at bway collective and bwaycollective.com it is a phenomenal program i highly recommend looking into it if you are interested in breaking into this industry Before we wrap up, here's the author and all-round badass Elaine Welteroff with some must-hear advice that'll put an end to the part of you that always wants to do too damn much. You know exactly what I mean. Take it away, Elaine.
0: It was a quote I found online from, this is random, but Crocodile Dundee. (laughs) And it said, bite off more than you can chew and chew as fast as you can. And I just remember finding that in my early 20s, when that really defined my strategy <laughs> in my pursuit of success. And I, I related to it. I was like, that's it. That's that's the secret to success right there. And I would tell everybody of my, you know, my interns or whoever was on my team. And then I burnt out. Mm. My body just gave up, was giving up on me. And I just realized, like, maybe there's another way, you know, maybe that wasn't the right, maybe that wasn't exactly right you know Mm -hmm. and so i'm now sort of operating under a slightly different premise which is bite off what you can chew chew as needed (laughs) digest fully and make make (laughs) make time to laugh. It's good for your digestion. You know, like you don't have to take yourself that seriously all the time. But I also think there's different reasons, different seasons, different, you know, I think that I probably needed to spend my twenties the way that I did. That probably was in some ways, like the only, my only mode of operating Mm -hmm. for a reason, but it afforded me now the perspective to say, okay, that's not really how you need to operate forever. You know? (laughs) Yeah. There's an end date on that, on that MO. So I think the same piece of advice could be the best piece of advice in one part of your life and maybe not the best for the rest of your life. And I think it's really having the discernment, cultivating the discernment to know when something, when someone, when some job, whatever it is, is no longer serving you and being able to pivot and move on.
2: That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this half an hour has made you think, reflect and contemplate what your next step should be. I'd like to encourage you to think about one person who would benefit from the messages shared today and I'd love for you to share this episode with them right now. If you'd like to hear the extended interview with Robert, all you have to do is screenshot and share this episode to your Instagram stories and tag at contentisqueenhq. Until next time, bye. This is a Content is Queen production, hosted by me, Imriel Morgan. Edited by Amber Miller and Joseph Perry. Sound design by Amber Miller. Music and sound effects are from Epidemic Sound.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?